Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. On this week's episode, we're joined by Tammy Allen, who will tell us all about her improvisational journey. We'll play a couple games and most importantly, learn how she improved her life. Let's hit it. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lee Evans. And on this week's episode, we're joined by Petter of Dogs, designer of fine goods and fashion, traveler of the world, potentially, Tammy Allen. Tammy, thank you so much for joining us this evening. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. You sound great on paper. You do. You do. You do. (laughs) And even better in person. Oh, thank you. So uh, to answer that question, are, are you a traveler of the world? I am. I have been. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't lying to our audience. No, you were not lying. All right. I, you know, I don't want to get like fact checked and then <laughs> it just, it's all downhill from there. I've actually only been to California in my entire life. Okay. Well, California <laughs> is of the world. It's true. You're so, golden. Perfect. There you go. There you go. See, see, if you've been to more than one place <laughs> and you're good and you've been to wherever you live and here, so you're a world traveler. That. That is one way to describe it. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, all right, Tammy. So before we get into tonight's episode, uh, could you give us a quick introduction about your relationship to a, this old place here, Iftipa? Iftipa, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, IFTP is such a special place and um, has really just helped me through a lot of things mm-hmm. in life. Um, I started doing improv in about 2018. Mm-hmm. I was living up here in LA with my sister, um, before the world shut down. Um, I'm sorry, what, you know, uh, what's the past hell of the last three years that we've been through? Um, sure. No, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) but, um, I, I had Matt as uh, my teacher and I was up here for about a year and I think I did improv for maybe like six months or so. Um, and just, absolutely loved it i've always loved comedy been very just drawn to it um all my life even as like a kid um i started watching like movies i should not have been watching yep, yep, um, way yep. too young uh like awesome powers um, oh. uh, uh ace ventura um monty python all Ooh. of those um and so i was uh, when I was up here, I was going through a pretty tough time, um, just working through a lot of things. And IFTP was just such a safe haven. And Matt, I'm just so thankful for the environment that he creates in his class. Um, he's so warm and welcoming. And it was just, um, it it really just joining improv just helped me in so many different ways, um, especially with just getting out of my head. Yeah. Somewhere we're seeing Matt right now. He's listening to this. Yeah. And he's smiling. He's beaming. As he should be. <laughs> he as should, he, should he should be. He's so proud of just the place that he's created. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm definitely excited to hear more because you started in 2018. So that means you've like, I love talking to people who were like in IFTP pre-COVID mm-hmm. um, because it's just like hearing about that time and like that interruption, you know? I mean, I... I moved back to San Diego before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was up here 2018 to 19, the summer to summer. Um, and I mean, retrospectively, it was good timing, like because of just everything that happened. Yeah. But I always knew like 
in the back of my head, I wanted to get back up to LA and Mm. like one driving force of that was because of improv. Like I really wanted to just get back to this studio um, because it just was so helpful for me and just like in so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. It played such an important role in your life. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to hold that thought, Tammy, because this is some good stuff. This is some good (laughs) stuff, but before we do, we got to play some three things okay. and then we're going to dive into your improv journey. All right. uh, I'm going to give you three categories that are related to you, related to your life that I found on the internet. Oh um, I mean, we'll see. I'm doing my best here. <laughs> Tammy has done an excellent job of uh, having a good digital footprint. Nothing to, you know, no addresses, social security numbers, none of that stuff. It's good to know. Yeah, it's good to know. <laughs> I also just use Google. So, I mean, uh, you know, a free tool available to anyone. Uh, all right. So here we go. These are three things. Best things to do outside. Um, I like to walk. One. Uh, I like to um, pet random dogs. Two. And I like, um, I, I love the sun. Um, three. <laughs> like when it's just been, especially it's been so rainy mm. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, just being in this like warmth of the sun just makes me so happy, especially if I'm by the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where it's best. Yeah. Those yeah. are three things. Okay. That's great. Those are <laughs> great things to do outside. Next category, dog breeds. So, uh, German Shepherd. One. Border Collie. Two. The Golden Retriever. Three. Last category, fashion influences. God. Um, low waist jeans, which I have opinions about. One. Um, as, Chiffon. Two. Uh, one shoulder tops. Three. These are three things. All right. Very nice, Chubby. Very nice. Okay. So that first category. Uh, why do you think I asked you about things to do outside? I, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if I come off. I don't think I come off outdoorsy. Mm. So I was looking at the grid. Grid. The grid of your Instagram. Okay. And uh, many of your photos were outside oh, in a okay. variety of locations. Uh, snowy mountains. Oh. Sandy okay. beaches and everything in between. <laughs> both urban, suburban, and rural landscapes. So uh, I was just like, whoa, snowboarding? Beach? That's like, that's the whole spectrum of weather and environment. That's California. I that's mean, California. I, yeah. I do, <laughs> I like I go snowboarding with my mm. friends in the winter. Um, I like it. I'm not the best at it, um, but I'm getting better every time that I go and I gain more confidence. Yeah. My, two of my friends that I always go with, they're just so good. Mm. <laughs> and I try to keep up, um, but I also know my limits. Like if when you start falling um, towards the end of the day or yeah. like three hours in for me, maybe, um, like I, I know I'm just going to like get hurt. Like, well, I don't know, but that's typically when I've like gotten hurt. Hmm. Um, it's just, and you don't want like kind of like more bad falls. Like usually a bad fall is like my sign to be like, okay, maybe I should (laughs) just go get a drink. The day is done. Yeah. And then, um, I like feel bad because my friends are, more into it than I am, but I honestly don't mind just going and like having time to just like sit in the lodge and, um, people watch and just take in to like the nature, like in Utah, the place that I went to last time at snowbird, Mm. it was just 
so stunning. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you're in a beautiful place no matter what. Yeah. Even if it's from a hospital bed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, had, I, I haven't had a venture to the hospital yet, but I did. That's have good. The, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I did have an incident where like I accidentally did a backflip and like landed on my chin and oh my gosh. raped it open and, um, had to go to the med tent, have them patch me up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that was not fun. That does not sound fun. <laughs> How did you accidentally do a backflip? Um, bad technique. Okay. Um, very bad technique going over a jump and, um, I just due to centripetal force as yeah. well. Yeah. Like physics, I, physics, all of that. Um, I went, me and my friend were like, Oh, we're going to hit that jump and it's going to be sick. And, <laughs> um, so she went, she carried on down the mountain and then, um, we weren't like, it was pretty close to the bottom. And so I went and then, um, I stayed, I made the mistake of staying crouched, like going into the jump uh -huh. and, um, I just kept like spinning. And I just remember looking up and seeing the, um, just the lift was the last thing oh, that I no. saw. And then just like, <sighs> across oh the snow gosh. and it was big bear. So not, oh, yeah. not powdery snow. Yeah. Um, it was a bit icy, but icy. Oh, man. it was fine. It could have been way worse. Yeah. Um, and it was a learning lesson and not to stay crouched. There you go. Good <laughs> lesson. Hey, next time you're going off a jump on your board, don't crouch people. Yeah. right. That's a just, life lesson right there. Just stay away from just me too there. on the mountain. I'm a, a hazard. hazard. But that I'll, that's also like a cool thing. Like, hey, just so you know, I'm a hazard on the slopes. Like there's that sounds kind of. I'm pretty sure awesome. there's some like, uh, like snowboarding lingo too. Like, I know there's Jerry's. Like, I'd probably be considered a Jerry um, mm. on the mountain, which is not what you want to be. Oh darn! <laughs> so it sounds cool. Like, oh, I'm a total Jerry, dude. No, no. Like, like Jerry from um, Rick and Morty. Oh like the dad. yeah. Well, I don't want to be him. <laughs> no, you don't. He's, well, he's a lovable loser. That's what I'd call him. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, do you shred the gnar? I try, man. I try. <laughs> I don't there think go, I do, but I try my best. My friends Good. do, and I'm around them, so maybe by proximity yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, you're shredding the gnar. Shred the gnar. You gotta, that's, that's part of the Cali culture, right? Yeah, for sure. Jerry's can shred the gnar. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> All right, moving on to that next category, Tammy. Uh, dog breeds. Why do I ask you about dog breeds? Because like, if if you're able to like, you found me on Insta. Yeah. The only thing I think I post is pretty much just me with dogs. There's uh, like four to five pictures of you with like a different dog yeah. every time. Yeah, I love dogs. Um, so so much. Yeah. <laughs> they make me happy. Like I just want to be a dog. Honestly. You just want to be a dog. Yeah, that's the dream. Um, I just want pets and to have no adult responsibilities mm. not have to pay student loans that's oh don't even <laughs> we don't we don't talk about those <laughs> it's too painful um but i i love dogs mm. so so much yeah um that's i don't think you can say that's a hobby but um they make me happy yeah there you <laughs> go there you go um if you, you said you want to be a dog, if you were a dog, Tammy, what kind of dog would you be? I'd probably be a mutt of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to consider myself fluffy. 
Um, and I don't know what like mix I would be exactly, but um, I wouldn't be a like Chihuahua or like Pomeranian or something yeah, like a little. I don't know louder um, dogs. Let's li- say. Yeah, I would be. I'd be a. I'd be a cool dog. Cool dog. <laughs> okay, cool dogs only. Yeah, yeah. I'd get along with other dogs. Um, <laughs> generally friendly, uh, yeah. popular, the dog park, maybe judgy at times. Someone judge Hey, that can be good. It's good to have like some discernment in your dog. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know you. I'm like, who knows? I don't know who to trust. Like, mm, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Generally friendly dog. Okay. Generally friendly, but aware of strangers. Very aware. Okay. That's good. That's good. That sounds like a smart dog. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, one more dog question. Uh, what's your opinion on the stick bumper stickers that say who rescued who? <laughs> um, it's, that's a really good question. It is. It's a really good question. Um, I have a lot of opinions about bumper stickers. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and I really, try, we'll go off. <laughs> I really try not to be judgmental mm. um but you'd be a judgy dog i would be a judgy dog yeah. um oh man i don't personally have mm. one of those dogs even though my dog sky is a rescue i would probably never get one of <laughs> those um because i think they're fucking stupid but, um <laughs> yeah i think they're so fucking dumb but you know what <laughs> to each their own if that makes them happy and they want to tell the world how great their dog has made their life. That's great. Am I judging them? Yes, but cool. Um, full disclaimer, I actually have one of these bumper stickers on my, no, no, I don't. I'm so sorry. I just, uh, we're going to end the recording here. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Uh, you were a guest. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, I kind of, um, there it's a sticker. And if it's your car, it's your choice. And that, that's all I'll say on that. I just feel the same, like, about, like, you know, the the ones where people have, like, all of the, like, silhouettes of, like, themselves. And oh, then the all family their members. Kids, and yeah. then they've got, like, three dogs and three cats trailing at the end. Yeah. Like, well, I just am judging you. But yeah. what, whatever. So, um, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't like them. To mm. summarize my answer, I would not have said bumper sticker. All right. So <laughs> if you were a dog and your owner got one of those, that would be pretty rough. Oh, God. I'd probably run away. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I ain't rescuing you. <laughs> you're, you're weird. Yeah. Probably that, a good call. Yeah. I would definitely be. It's a good thing I said I was a judgy dog because yeah, yeah. I would for sure judge the yeah. shit out of my owner. I understand your point of view. <laughs> yeah, like, really? Kibbles and bits? Pepperoni? Are you serious? I don't eat this crap. Do you know the chemicals in this shit? I, just, I need an organic salmon, please. <laughs> I'm a fancy dog. All right, uh, last category. <laughs> this podcast is about improv, by the way. We'll oh. get <laughs> We'll get to it. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm just joking. Um, okay. So last category, fashion influences. Why did I ask you about fashion, Tammy? Um, probably because I I think posted one thing on my Instagram about um, just finishing up my degree at FITM. I love, I mean, I love fashion. I love putting looks together in mm. general um, and 
more than anything, I like helping people feel good. Mm. Um, in college, like I, I, <laughs> every time that me and my friends would go out, um, just my favorite process part of like the whole night was the process of getting ready and mm. figuring out like what we're going to wear. And like most of the time my friends would come over to my place and just go through my closet mm. and like just pick and choose like whatever like they wanted. And I'm not like, I'm so good about sharing like my clothes and everything. Cause mm. I've, two sisters and they oh, okay. always yeah, just so ransacked yeah. my yeah. everyone's swapping. Yeah. Well, mm. no, they would always just take my stuff. Okay. Well, um, compliment to you then. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't give it back usually. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's but, just stealing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with my friends, it was all like, if, if one of them had something really cute that like I wanted to wear, it was never an issue. And I don't know. Yeah. I just love, um, clothes and fashion. I don't know if that makes me, seems superficial but um it just makes me happy um and it it was just always a really nice feeling like getting to the end of like figuring out an outfit and then everyone just being so excited yeah um just ready to have a fun night yeah it's like you put all the pieces together it's like all right now we're ready Mm -hmm. yeah i feel that that's that's an exciting thing like when you're getting ready to go out and uh just you know getting that outfit and it finally clicks yes all right now I can do this. Exactly. When it clicks yeah. is so satisfying. The confidence you get from that. Mm-hmm. That's hard to beat. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to throw a couple of fashion questions your way. Oh, gosh. Uh, just You can just say yes or no. Crocs. No. Socks and sandals. No. Um, kilts. Yeah. Great. Um, dang. Where was I going with this? Um, those uh, Doc Martin boots that go up like at least to your knee with a ton of laces. That's your thing. Yeah. Go for it. Um, uh, the visors that have the fake hair in them. Ew. <laughs> that no. wasn't a no. Oh, it was a no. Yeah. Um, shoot. Uh, I got it. Oh, uh, earrings, but they're a little basketball hoop that you can throw a basketball into. Sounds entertaining. I needed that validation. <laughs> Some I thought of years ago, and I yeah, I haven't launched anything yet. Well, but uh, it's a work in progress. Okay, I think the sharks would go for it. Uh, yeah, people. Oh, yeah. If this were Shark Tank, they'd be like, "I'm in." Yeah. Ten billion coming your way. Ten percent of your company. Yeah. Yeah. As you can see with those questions, I know a lot about fashion. <laughs> yeah. This like. I mean, fashion is just so individual yeah that's very true um and so i think everyone's entitled to wear whatever they want to wear um and if like i think just like if sorry i'm trying i don't know what i'm trying to say but sometimes you see people wearing something where you're like oh my god like what is that but like they they like it so just let them live their life yeah yeah like you don't have to wear it. Yeah. So they're not, they're just walking down the street. They're not doing anything to you. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think I, I like struggle when people I'm around people that are like outwardly judgy mm. about stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I just, I can't help but feel like I just, if it makes them happy, then they should, they should obviously wear what, they want yeah, to wear. and why does it matter? Like, right, exactly. In what way does it affect you? Right. Not at all. Right, the two seconds that you see them yeah. in your day. You'll be okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'll be okay. <laughs> All right. I, I like that philosophy, especially as like someone who is into fashion. That's like comforting to know. <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise it's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like all these, like m- the minds of fashion are just judging us all harshly. No, you know, everyone I, else. I think it, I, I like high fashion every, and everything yeah. like that can very much like come across that way. But at the end yeah. of the day, there are so many designers designing yeah. for so many different facets of people that like, there's a market for everything. Yeah. That's very true. It's very true. You know what else there is for everything, Tammy? Improv for the people and everyone <laughs> that was a terrible segue, but um, thank you for playing three things. Yeah, of course. I love three things. We got to talk about some improv, Tammy. We got to learn your story. You oh, gave God. us a great little teaser about how comedy played an important role, but I want to take it back. Mm-hmm. So jump in the time machine of your brain. And <laughs> I want you to think about when was the first time in your life you heard about improv, learned what it was, heard the word, maybe, Um, I think, I mean, I, I love stand up comedy. Mm. Um, and I love like sketch comedy, like SNL. Um, and I, I think I, I learned at some point, like, I don't think I I really had a, I I even knew what improv was that existed. Um, until I found out like, Oh, a lot of like people that I like did improv before going on to like comedy Mm. careers and stuff. And so I like just looked more into it. Um, and it sounded like it sounded really fun. Um, and I, I just wasn't really like sure exactly what it was. I think pretty much until I probably joined IFTP, honestly. Wow. All right. Yeah. So as a kid, you said comedy was like something you were super into. You listed like Monty Python. Um, wow, now I'm forgetting. Uh, Ace Ventura. And another thing you listed. Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Oh there it is. Um, yeah, so you listed like a couple like influences, which are, those are all classics, of course. I mean, Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, Monty Python. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, were you interested in performing at all growing up? Were you like in plays? Did you do music, dance, any of that I, uh, stuff? I was um, required to play piano uh, starting yes. when I was five. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, up Feel in, that. Yeah, up until like uh, in high school, I when I started high school, I had the choice mm. to continue or not continue. Yeah. Um, I have two older sisters, um, both of whom uh, chose not to continue. Um, but I, I always just really liked playing piano and I, mm. I decided to continue, um, until like my sophomore year, um, towards the end of my sophomore year, I think I stopped taking lessons. Um, but I, I really liked it. Um, I didn't practice as much as I should have. Um, but I loved my teacher, this, um, incredible lady, Marianne Christmas, who, her um, last name is Christmas. Yeah. Uh, with a K. Oh um, Whoa. Yeah. She, I got to get her on the show. Well, she passed, but, uh, it's okay. Um, but she was just such a great teacher and she was one of those people that just didn't take any bullshit. Yeah. And like, she knew if you like didn't practice or whatever. And like, she was just 
really like strict kind of like stern woman, but also just mm. like had the sweetest soul and knew everything. Um, oh my gosh. She was just a well of information. And so I, I just loved picking her brain yeah. at our, um, our lessons. And that kind of also helped me get around like, showing how little that I practiced as well because I would just like distract her with yeah. these questions, but I was also just fascinated. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, um, I hated performing, um, mm. yeah. the recitals. recitals. Yeah. Those were my absolute nightmare. I bombed mm. so many and I got like just really, um, bad anxiety. Like when it came to like, um, having to like perform in front of people or like talk in front of people. Um, and obviously like I, I have to be improv. It helps so much with that. Yeah. When I first started, um, I would be driving to, so I have, I struggle with like anxiety in general. Um, and I, at that time in my life, um, when I first started was really struggling with anxiety, but I also really just liked improv, but mm. on my way to class, it would be like, I would have this struggle, like, oh, should I just not go? Like, yeah. um, I'm just like, was just so nervous. And then I would always be the last person to go up and like do like the skits or yeah. whatever. Um, You'd be like waiting, waiting. Yeah, I just had like so much fear. Um, and it only, like that, was kind of how like just what my experience like was mm. like just the first six months that I was up here. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. Like I loved Matt. Um, and I just loved the feeling of when you actually get up and do, um, a scene, mm. not thinking like yeah. just the fact that when you don't think is when you do your best. Um, and it was just so helpful. Um, for me, at least, even though it scared me so much. Yeah, yeah. So, taking it back to when you started at IFTP, how did you find this place? Like, what was that process Yelp. like? Yelp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just one day Googled improv in LA and didn't didn't know like what to look for, but then yeah. the like way Matt's set up the website mm. was just very easy um, to just like submit interest. And then yeah. I heard back right away from him. He was like, Hey, would you want to audit this um, class uh, and see what you think? And it was just so easy with mm. him. Um, yeah. And so I did. And now I'm here. Yeah. And now we're here yeah. like five years later. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so you start improv class, and you were just kind of like, were you just kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do improv now. Like, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, kinda. I yeah. have had a quite a journey, career search journey. Mm. Um, and at the time, I was like, it feels silly, like thinking back on, but I was looking at doing like stunt work up okay. here. Yeah, um, sure. Hey, this is the place. Yeah. And so I had an audition lined up and I thought like, you know, improv would be a good skill to just have too. Um, and 
I also too, am just so glad that it didn't work out like, mm. because I just, I have way too much anxiety to do mm. that career path. And, um, like, I mean, everything works out the way that it's supposed to work yeah, out, it does. but I just, um, I kind of just said that for myself, like, Oh, this is like what I'm like doing it for. didn't necessarily see it as, um, at first, like just something to help. I don't know if that, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. You were like, maybe this will help me get into stunt stuff. I don't know, but you did it because you wanted to do it mm -hmm. and you stuck with it. I mean, you out of that class you go, okay, that was pretty cool. I'm signing up. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, right, you felt comfortable. Just the environment that Matt created was fantastic. I mean, we all know it. Like yeah. everyone who's here listening knows like the class and the, the setting that Matthew Moore, shout out, uh, <laughs> can create. Um, so were there any like misconceptions you had at the beginning of your improv training where you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that or even whether it was something about you, yourself or something you learned uh, about improv? Um, I mean, I was, I was surprised, uh, how many architects were in. There's so many, so many, there's at least two <laughs> that have been on this show. Yeah. Um, it's all architects. Tammy. Yeah, That's I, it. I was like very surprised by yeah. that statistic in itself, but, um, yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> I, I really didn't know what to think, um, going into it really I'm I like putting myself in situations where I yeah. don't know like like just I don't know what's like the deal yeah um, like brand new like blank slate situations yeah. and figuring it out um and it that was just very much the case and I wasn't sure who was gonna be there what the people sure, would be yeah. like if it was all gonna be these like I was talking to Grace a little bit about it. Like we weren't sure if it was just like actors, like hate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. And then you just like figure out it's just random, like people just yeah. in LA that architects. Like yeah. That just like comedy and yeah. like are so funny. There's yeah. so oh, many absolutely. just outrageously talented people in our classes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you start, and you said you did classes for about a year, right? Yeah, I think when I was up here at first, I did um, about like six months, and then I started up at the beginning of, uh, I think, of last year. Um, so since it's been about like a year and four or five months to now, so in total, I think two years. Okay, yeah, so there was like that time pre-COVID you were doing IFTP, mm -hmm then we'll just say there was a gap due to geography and COVID. Yeah. And then at some point you came back to LA mm -hmm. and you were like, IFTP, I'm coming back, baby. Yeah, exactly. Tammy, part two. <laughs> it's like you're making a sequel. Look out. Yeah. Because I think when you joined back in, you, well, you came into the Wednesday class. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because I remember you came in, I was in the Wednesday class. Yes. Yeah. So I remember that. Yeah. Which was cool. I was like, oh. and I mean, you're great. You are. That's just objectively true. <laughs> So when you mention talented and funny people, that includes you too. Well, all right. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Your rant about who rescued who stickers, please. <laughs> um, so that, I imagine that was kind of interesting. Like 
you were at IFTP a few years ago, a long break, and then you came back in. Was there anything that you felt changed about IFTP? Was it like, ah, oh, I'm back, and it's just like how it was? I would say I, I love just um, the Wednesday class in general, yeah. like the people in it. I think just coming back, I, I loved everyone that I was with, like when I was first up here, but I, yeah. there was just such a like significant difference in just the camaraderie of like, the Wednesday class in mm. general and everyone just loves each other and yeah. wants to hang out with each other and see each other and is just so supportive. Um, and like, for instance, if we don't have class that week, like we still want to meet up and like get dinner or yeah, something. Find a way. Yeah. And it's just such a special bond that um, is there. And I like, don't want to like say all this because I don't want people to like, it's already so hard to get into I the know. Wednesday class in Wednesday, general. Actually, Wednesday class is terrible. It's, it sucks. Don't join. It's just all bullies. <laughs> and no one's even good at improv. <laughs> no one laughs. Yeah. you pro If you go, you'll get worse at improv. Yeah. <laughs> Not because of Matt. Matt's great. It's just because of just the whole vibe. Yeah. Okay, I think I think we fooled him. I think I think we got him. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there... There's just something so special about that group of people. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, the show openly has a Wednesday class bias. So that's, I saw, I yeah, saw, that's, I it's I the only it. class I've ever been in. So <laughs> <laughs> I like, it's just like, well, I'm, I'm very partial to it. Well, it's a great class. I mean, it just objectively is. And I bet, you know, I've heard Monday class is cool. I've heard Saturday morning classes, Tuesday classes, but Try Wednesday though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so during your, your improv hiatus, mm -hmm. uh, did you, did you look into any improv while you were away from IFTP, whether that was during COVID or when COVID kind of lightened up a little bit or mm -hmm. were you just cold Turkey? I thought about it. I, I looked around, yeah. um, in San Diego yeah. and it just didn't really like, I, I just didn't find anything. And I also too had another like just issue of anxiety yeah, like, sure. um, that I was dealing with down yeah. there. Um, and you already had a place you were comfortable with. It would be hard to like find a whole new one. Yeah. And I don't know, just Matt, like I'll keep like singing Matt's praise, but um, it's well deserved. It's just so special here. Yeah. Um, and I feel so safe here that I didn't feel safe almost going to a different studio. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I just, I just love, love it here. Yeah. And I just, oh, absolutely. I knew in the back of my head, like I, I really enjoyed just living up here in general. And just for like those years that I was in San Diego, um, I just wanted to get back to LA. I wasn't sure like what was going to bring me up yeah. here, but I just had this gut feeling that I would get back up here. I would do improv again at the studio. Um, and then it just happened to be that I got into fit em mm. and, um, 
Came back to LA. Came back to LA. It worked yeah. out perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And I bet that was pretty cool too. Cause like you already knew Matt from before. So it was like, Matt, I'm coming back. Yeah. Tammy season two. I, you know, what is pretty crazy too, um, is <laughs> I had this, um, so one of my close family friends, she was living up here. Mm. Um, and while I had um, already moved back down to San Diego and I had a dream, like I wish I was making this up, mm. but I had a dream with Matt in it and, um, it was really random. Like he was working like at, at this like one place that used to be a movie theater and, mm. um, it's now a gym and it was just <laughs> this is based off a real place. <laughs> well, the, the location was, but, okay. um, it, it wasn't a gym. I don't know. It was just very specific yeah. and it was Matt. And I just remember him like so well in my dream. And then the next day, I got a text from um, Misty, who's living up here. Mm. She's like, oh, my God, you'll never guess who I just met. Um, and I was like, I don't know. In the back of my head, I was like, Matt? And she's like, yeah. Like, he, I saw him at, like, the ice house or whatever. And mm. um, she just, like, randomly, she found out he did, taught improv and everything. And yeah throughout a wild like guess like oh would you know um tammy allen and he was like oh my god yeah like, oh wow um it's and a, it, it's a sign like it was so weird yeah like uh, one of the weirder experiences of my yeah. life having just dreamed that and then um but anyway um it's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah you're like see matthew moore <laughs> how did this happen it was crazy yeah cool yeah i mean that feels kind of like confirmation like you were supposed to come back up here eventually yeah you know and continue doing this while pursuing everything else you want to pursue mm -hmm. you know so we're glad you're back I mean, you were back before i came here i think but it's still you know we're glad you're here as a studio i will say that thanks um, that's really cool i'm happy to be here 100 percent. uh so i want to ask um and you can like go as deep into this or as not deep into this as, as you wish um, dealing with anxiety, how, how has that been like with improv? Like, has, have you noticed a change and improvement? Mm -hmm. I imagine there's been some struggles. What's that been like? Um, I, I think, I mean, first of all, like, I think mental health is such a important like concept that, yeah. um, not, everyone is comfortable always like diving into. Yeah. I very much um, think it's important to like, I, I don't care if people judge that I say like that I have anxiety that I'm in therapy. Like I absolutely no shout out therapy I, therapy. Everyone should try it at least once. I love my therapist. She's so amazing. Um, and just if you've experienced um, anxiety, uh, and just panic and, um, like depression, anything it's, it's brutal and it completely just changes your perspective on how you live your life, um, in every way. And with improv, it, at first it helped. I mean, I used to think, 
overthink so, so much about like every little thing that I did, how I was perceived, like what I would people think that I'm an asshole for like saying like this thing, like, and I would do that to just such an unhealthy extent. It was unbearable and debilitating. Yeah. 1000%. And improv was like the perfect answer for that because you literally cannot be in your head. And again, like because of the environment that Matt creates, it's, so safe to just be goofy and weird and that's what you're supposed to do and like every week and like every month as time go by i just um have noticed how much like more than anything that's what improv has helped me with is not judging myself like and i've gotten to a point now where i really just don't even think that way at all. And I'm like sad for my old self for like being so stuck in that cycle and just constantly like worried about what people think about me Mm. and it's exhausting. And I'm just so grateful that like I've been able to be in improv and have that like as a tool and just for life in general, because everything you do in life is, you don't know like what the next thing someone's going to say (laughs) to you is like everything is improvised. Like, and so it just helped me live my life without constantly Mm. judging myself. Yeah. That's amazing. I think so important Mm because I think I know many of us, myself included can relate to like just the idea of overthinking everything and Mm -hmm. what you say, what you do, how you look, what other people, how they perceive you. Right. And that can, that can make everything difficult. Yeah. Because basically it makes existing outside of your home like uh, terrible. Yeah. And yeah. interacting with people. Yeah. Like, going to work. Yeah. Doing whatever, you know, making a phone call, going on social media. Like right. everything that you do just, uh, yeah. And I think right, improv kind of forces you to get out of that. Yeah. You go up there and you just become and say and do whatever is needed without worrying what it's going to be. Yeah. And just for me, like the fact that like, and I think I said this before, like just not thinking Mm. is just the the best thing that you can possibly do. Yeah. Um, To have a good scene and like that, (laughs) that was such a foreign concept to me. Um, But it's just been so helpful. And I agree because I experienced some of those similar things. So I totally understand. Um, with with improv, where am I going with this? Uh, have you noticed like an impact at all, or like in the work or any other passions that you have? Has there been any crossover or like bleeding over of like, wow, this improv thing helped me with this? Yeah, I was, a really good question. It's, wow, it's a really good question. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. Um, it's not deserved. It. <laughs> it, I, I was thinking about this um, like earlier today, actually, and because um, I had a feeling like you might ask me something kind of similarly. And oh, she's good. She's good people. <laughs> I just thought, like, you know how Matt always says, like, improv is like the depression. You like got to use what you have. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I have really like 
I feel like applied that to my life um, with like things like cooking and um, uh, not necessarily as much with baking because that's a more rigid formula, more scientific, but I struggled with like cooking and like um, before and like not um, things like not like working out um, like dishes, like not coming together or whatever. And I've just, gotten so much better at just like winging it and like uh, obviously improvising (laughs) while I cook, but it's, it's been just very helpful with that. And like, I feel like on the daily scale, just interacting with humans, uh, (laughs) it's so helpful because you don't like, just don't think and like especially if you've struggled with like overthinking um it's just so helpful to like not overthink like the smallest thing that you said to a random stranger that they're never gonna think about yeah it's not gonna matter like you can move on live the rest of your life and it's fine right you're gonna be okay do you have like a favorite dish like a signature dish like if i were at hi welcome to tammy's (laughs) Uh, our signature dish tonight is um i love Gigi Hadid's vodka pasta recipe. Oh, vodka pasta. Right, um, tell me about this recipe. It's so good. Like, sh- she did a really great job. I. That's all I have to say. Like, I mean, I, I'm down. Pasta. It's I'm there. a phenomenal pasta sauce. Um, and I'm just a big pasta gal in general and dessert girl. So, there. if you came to my restaurant... It, you would be having pasta and probably like brownies or something. Right, that's ice cream. a great combination. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preferred style of pasta noodle? That's a great question. Thanks so much for asking. Um, <laughs> I, I love, uh, I, I like picking the pasta that I choose, like based on like how I feel that day. Yeah. Um, I feel like I gravitate a lot towards fusilli. Um, mm, but that's a good one. Uh, I, I had bucatini the other day that was pretty. I don't know what that one tasty. is. Okay, so it's like a spaghetti noodle, but it's got a hole in the middle. And oh, so it's like a straw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a straw <laughs> noodle. Awesome. Um and yeah, I don't like macaroni. Um I think it's just a bit uh It's it's pretty it's a bit mean. full of itself. It's mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think it's got a lot of attitude. It does. <laughs> I yeah. don't, I don't like, so yeah, I would probably say I choose facility more than anything. Else. Okay. That's, that's a good choice. I'm a rotini man myself. Oh, I just think it's a great noodle. Just okay. a lot of good texture in there yeah, yeah, or like fair. any fun themed pasta noodles, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh SpongeBob or, uh-huh. or like Western. It's like a tumbleweed and a wagon wheel <laughs> and a cowboy <laughs> hat, like anything like that. no, Obviously not Italian, but (laughs) (laughs) awesome. All right. uh, Thanks for going on that pasta tangent. But improvising in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's important. See, it all ties back. Um, All right, Tammy, I got a couple more questions for you about improv, and then we're going to play some games. Um, So in your improv experience, right, you've been in this a couple years. You know, you did it pre-COVID, post-COVID. Do you have any goals or things that you would like to personally achieve within this next year of being here at IFTP, whether that's 
doing shows, something in class, uh, just nailing a particular exercise, something outside of IFTP. I am very definitely in the next, I hope much sooner than in a year. Um, hopefully in the next few months, I'd love to do the stand up. Um, yes. Uh, program. Yeah. I, I have been dying to do it honestly for years mm. now. Um, and yeah, that's very much, um, on my to do like next up. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a good, like I, I did it a couple of years back and it was a lot of fun cause I had never done stand up. Mm-hmm. It's seeing like the crossover between improv and stand up, but then also realizing it's just you. Mm-hmm. Whew, I, I recommend it. You should try it. Just flex those muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So stand up. That's a goal. Well, you got, it's almost the end of April. So you have eight months. <laughs> so that get on it, Tammy. Okay. <laughs> you got to get out there. Uh, I know you mentioned in some of like your comedic influences, stand-up comedy, right? So it's like a part. I mean, improv and stand-up, like handshake, best friends, whatever. Yeah. Um, do you have favorite stand-ups, like either all-time or currently? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, where to start? I love, uh, well, number one, like my favorite, I think comedian, um, like per- person- in general, um, in the industry is Chelsea Handler. Mm. Um, I just absolutely adore her. Yeah. Um, and other than like, I, I could literally have a podcast about how much I love Chelsea Handler. You should. Um, <laughs> yeah. Handle this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good name. Uh, but other than that, like I love, comedians like all over the place like i don't know if you know james acaster he's a british comedian i do not but that's a cool last name he's so I'm in. so so funny he's like weird and like just stupid humor that i absolutely love um i love john mulaney's stand-up work i think he's so funny um uh <laughs> i love nate bargatze i think his Okay, last I think name. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's so like just dry, and I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I oh, I love Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw her for free um, a few weeks ago. Hey, um, that's cool. At um, this place downtown, um, and God, she is so intelligent yeah, and really hilarious. And I just, I love when comedians actually like talk about what's going on and yeah. not just tiptoe, like just Around avoid issues. Yeah. Right. Cause there's so many issues going on right yeah. now in the world. Like, yeah. and I think it's important to, especially right now, like just have a voice and, yeah. and for comedians to get at it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you have a platform, do something. Right. Exactly. That's what yeah. I really like about Chelsea Handler, um, yeah. I probably like my family in uh, the South probably like hates all of the things that I post that she <laughs> posts, but just those two demographics, <laughs> your family and the South. <laughs> no, like my, I have family in the South. Oh, okay. Oh, um, you said your family in the South. Yeah, I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. I like, cause she just, she, yeah. she, I don't know if you've seen like her like videos that she posts, but like it's, 
she is using her voice like yeah. to yeah. like bring light to really important issues going on, which I really respect. And she does it yeah. so well. She's so smart and um, so much going on in the world. I think that it's just so important for people like her to yeah. um, shine help. a light on it. Yeah. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. All right. So Tammy, we're looking forward to your stand-up set. Okay. Okay. All right. Get ready. All right. We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> um, so I got one last question for you. Then we're going to play some games. Uh, if you were to give advice to a new improviser, or let's say a young Tammy, it's 2018, and you can speak to your, your young self before you ever started improv, what would you say to her to get her to join in? Come to this old place with our dimly lit sign. We're, we're saving it up. It is dimly lit. We're, we're saving up. Once we get a million, whatever, a million listens, <laughs> followers, episodes, I don't know. Just whenever we hit a million something, we'll get the rest. The, like, r- the three quarters that's not lit up. Yeah. Like I said, once we get a million something, we do have a good version of this sign. We just don't get to have it on the set. Um, oh, man, that's really funny. Uh, I... Oh, oh, young Tammy. There's so many things. She can hear you. Um, uh, this is like advertisement for like to her for up to you. Um, improv. I mean, yeah. uh, I would probably just say like, you need to do this. Like tough love. Like mm. this is something you are gonna hate but love at first and but like it's like doing anything new like Mm. it's hard at first because you don't quite get it and you have to like train um in this case like your brain um and (laughs) like i would say this is gonna help you more than anything like to help get you to where you need to be like, um, as just a, a person. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I just think that improv is just so wonderful. And I think if everyone like did improv, like that would be, great but like there's also so many people that are like oh i could i could never do that like it's scary and it's just like well i think that's why it's so great here because it's just such a safe place to be a weirdo yeah yeah man i think young tammy heard that who knows what she heard (laughs) oh she had headphones and i'm so sorry She, (laughs) she completely missed it no i i think that was really good advice so shout out Tammy to young Tammy for sharing that. Get your shit together. Yeah. I think we could all say that to our younger <laughs> selves. I know I could. Um, you ready to do some improv? Always. All right. Oh, well, good. So the first game we're going to be playing tonight is called, are you thinking what I'm thinking? So in this game, uh, we're just going to start a scene. I'll give us a suggestion of uh, location just to help get us going. And um, at any moment in that scene, uh, either one of us can ask the other person, are you thinking what I'm thinking? 
And we just got to be able to uh, continue that idea. We got to be able to answer that question. Whatever that means. All right. So our location, Tammy, uh, for this scene. Okay. These are really bad suggestions. I have an app that like, (laughs) it was like hills. I was like, no, that's (laughs) stupid. Um, That's, we're not doing hills. Okay. Here we go. So our location is Pyramid. And again, this game is called Are You Thinking What I'm Thinking? And uh, I'll black us out when we're done. Eh. Eh. Yeah, it's kind of... Big rocks. Yes, big, big pile of rocks. Yeah, and it's pointy at the top. Yes. Uh, But not even. The top's missing. Yeah, it's like, this is just like a broken mountain. Yeah, like. Yeah. What's the big deal? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thanks, like, for for booking this trip for us. Um, I'm sorry, honestly. This. This is such a letdown. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say it, but it's kind of sucks. Yeah, it's dry. There's sand everywhere. Yeah. I got stuck on the camel. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Not funny when you, it's kind of funny. When you fall off. You get stuck between the two humps and then yeah. it's just like, Whoa. It's, well, it hurt. So yeah. Well, yeah. I mean like, thank you. This was a really cool birthday present. Um, but is there like a, maybe you can get your money back and I, Are you, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we got to pull a scam on the airline. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's time they, they, they lost money. They lost, instead of us losing it on this crappy trip to see some triangles in the desert. Yeah. No, this is absurd. People pay for this. We no way. We need to get paid for our time. Yeah. Getting wasted by what? History? His, yeah. Ugh. Sand. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking we call up Egypt Airlines. <laughs> and you just just lay it out there. Just be honest with them. Yeah, I'm going to say, "Listen, buddy, you told me there was going to be sights to see." And I've seen them. They're not. They're not much. And they're not much. Not much is going yeah, on here. Just, I am whelmed. There's. It's not fun. You can't even really go inside. No. There's nothing inside. No. It's all just hallways. It's like I have a hallway at home. Yeah. There's uh. hallway in the hotel. Um. I don't think. I think we have been scammed by the world and society and they owe us 
They do. And I'm. I'm thinking what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think uh I think it's time. I think it's time we create an experience for, for, for an the experience for the the people the people who here. Who come here do, who come here don't get but their don't money's get worth. their money's worth. Yeah. Exactly. Some sort of pyramid revenge it's like a a scheme no not a scheme scheme. (laughs) blackout (laughs) i'm so glad you said not a scheme because i immediately thought pyramid (laughs) scheme it's like oh no we're about to just like we got scammed (laughs) i think have you ever seen the pyramids no but i me neither i really want to go to Egypt. yeah i actually really want to go I've seen Indiana Jones, you know, it looks dope. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't think there's, there's a lot less Nazis there than in the movie. Do they go to Egypt in Indiana Jones or am I just losing my mind? No, it's, um, in the, in the first one, they go to Cairo. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. Yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah. 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 I I rewatched it like within the past two months. So (laughs) so my, my knowledge is fresh. (laughs) That's why I'm like, Oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. All right. Uh, a nice job, Tammy. Thanks for going on that uh, trip with me. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move right along here to our next game, which is called Last Word or First Word. And this is kind of a classic format. Uh, we're just going to do, again, a simple scene. I'll give us a suggestion of a relationship. And in this scene, uh, you will need to begin your line with the last word of the previous line. So, like, if I said, wow, these pyramids suck, you'd start your line, suck, like a <laughs> vacuum. <laughs> okay. And... Yeah, obviously we're not going to do a scene about pyramids. Well, shouldn't say that. You <laughs> never know. Um, okay, in this scene, uh, our relationship is one of us is going to be an auto mechanic and the other is going to be a car owner. So mechanic, client relationship. Excellent. Excellent. All right, and I'll let you, I mean, you decide. You're gonna, well, we'll just do the scene. We'll see what happens. Okay. And I'll black us out when we're done. All right, sounds good. That's going to be 1350. Is that going to be card? Card? I I don't have a card with a big enough limit for 1350. $1,350? Are you insane? Insane is how would be the how low I'm charging you for this monstrosity of an issue you've got with your carburetor and uh it's time, it's time you, you find out there are nice people in the world. World? No, this world is screwed if this is how you run your business, Carrie, okay? I don't know a lot about cars. That's why I brought it here. But you can't expect me to spend all my money on the carburetor, carburetors are what get you from point A to point B. And I usually would charge about double, but I'm feeling nice and friendly today. And you look like you don't know what's up from down when it comes to cars. And I was just trying to be a good person. Person. Yeah. Yeah, you're a person. All right. 
Look, you throw on words like carburetor and you expect me to believe that's a real thing. It has car in it. Carburetor, car. Look, I may be dumb about all this, but I know when someone's bullshitting me. Me is not bullshitting you. Uh, Carburetor is in fact a term and thing found in cars that is necessary for them to run. And uh, it's about time you get yours fixed or you can go down to Johnny Johnson's down the road and he'll charge you $18,000 for a carburetor. And um, lowly old Carrie here is just being nice, but be my guest. Head on down. Down. That's how my future's looking. My hopes, my dreams, just down. What's the worst that could happen if I don't do this repair? Is my car going to explode? Explode is a possibility. More than anything, your life is probably going to crumble around you. You're not going to be able to get to work. You're going to start having to rely on your savings. Your girlfriend's probably going to leave you um, and because you can't take her on dates anymore. Um, and you're probably just going to be an agoraphobic uh, loser stuck in your apartment. Apartment? I don't want to be stuck there. I live in a studio with my girlfriend. No walls. <laughs> Just two uh, bunk beds, but it's the ones with the bed on top and the desk underneath. That's all we have. And look, I I love my girlfriend Carrie, but I don't I don't want to get stuck there. I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll pay you the thirteen fifty, whatever it takes. Take this advice right here. You're doing a good thing by uh, not uh, by replacing this carburetor because you will succeed in life. It's gonna make you rich, even though you're losing money right now. It's gonna make you uh, a stud to all the other um, Jimbo's at work, <laughs> and they're gonna be like. This guy, this guy's got a carburetor and a working car and can uh, get to and from places. Blackout. <laughs> oh, all the other Jimbos at work. I'm going to call my coworkers the Jimbos tomorrow. Hey, what's up, Jimbos? It's my dad's name. I don't know why. The Jimbo? Jim, but I call him Jimbo. Oh, that's kind of fun, though. Jimbo. Hey, how's it going, Jimbo? Yeah. Yep. How I, I like talk that. to him. That's a term of endearment. Hey, Jimbo. <laughs> That's, I like that. I like that. That's pretty nice. I can't believe I work with all Jimbos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, uh, you know, as a, as a client, I felt uh, comforted by your, your, your speaking manner. And you, you laid out the facts. I was either going to blow up <laughs> or my life would blow up. You didn't have a lot of options. So. Yeah. So, you know, more mechanics need to give it to you straight like that. They don't, they never explain the impact it's going to have on your life <laughs> outside of just the car itself, you know? Well, I, 
I uh, I provide my clients with hard truths. Yeah. That's, so we need more brave mechanics. <laughs> All right. So shout out Carrie the mechanic. All right, we got one more game, Tammy. We're gonna play. Uh, in this one. Ah, oh, this is fun. I like this one. Uh, it's called Asides. So in the scene, at any point, you and I can just break the fourth wall, speak directly into the camera right there. Okay. You know, whatever that means to you. I mean, it's, we're basically in a TV show. And uh, to help get us started, I'm just going to give us a word. Fondue. I'll black us out when we're done. I hate eating fondue with her. She always makes a mess. I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> I just, I love the melting pot so mm. much. Mm. I love melting the cheese in the cheese. And so it's just all gooey and cheesy. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Just you get the apples and the carrots and the little pieces of bread. It's like, ah, we have these sticks so nothing falls in. It just makes me feel so great, though, like when I only eat the cheese. Um, I think I think it's actually a problem. Um, I can only eat cheese. I did notice you, you haven't touched any of the, the food on your plate, just... You've just been dipping in your skewer, wrangling up the cheese. Uh, I mean, you know, we're here to share this meal. You eat it however you want, but you should try the apples. It's it's really good. If I try the apples, I might die. And <sighs> I can't I can't eat the apples. Theodora, don't don't be so dramatic. Look, I you know. We've been trying to be a little more adventurous. You know, that's why we're here at Fondue in our relationship. You know, try some new cuisines. Come on. It's just, it's an apple and cheese. It's a classic combo. Do you know how many pesticides are sprayed on fruits? I don't. A lot. You know, there's wax everywhere. All, all up in our fruit. (laughs) Nuts. (laughs) okay that's good i didn't know that theodora but you know i've been eating fruits and nuts for well as long as i can remember and i'm doing fine see look caitlin you're gonna die of ingestion of wax there's a documentary on it on uh fox the other day and um i learned a lot she only watches fox news fox documentaries Fox business, Fox lifestyle, everything Fox. She's killing me. Every time I bring up Fox, he literally gets this glaze in his eye like I'm an idiot. But I'm watching thoughtfully produced, factually based things that I really learn and build my understanding of the world from. And he just doesn't like me being a well-rounded person oh here comes the next course great well no fruits or veggies in this one it's all meat so no pesticides right 
on. You don't, you don't have to eat just the broth. Do you know about methane gas? Uh, isn't that like when you fart or something? It is killing our lives. It's a quote. Killing our lives. It's a quote from my documentary. From your documentary. I'm yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure, Theodora. Just look. It's just a nice piece of beef right there. You dip it into the meat for three minutes, cook it nice and rare, melts in your mouth. There is nothing I would like less than to put that meat in my mouth. Okay. Have it your way. Um, tell you what, I can ask uh, the waiter if they can bring us just a nice little cup of broth for you. <laughs> so you can sip on that. I want cheese. What don't you get about that? Okay, well, the, the, the melting pot isn't just cheese, okay? They're pushing the limits of fondue. They have vegetable-based broth, no. uh, meat-based broth. Absolutely There's going to be a chocolate course later. Is there, like, cream cheese chocolate, or? It's fox and cheese. The only thing she'll consume. The only thing she'll listen to, the only thing she'll look at. I'm sorry, Theodora. I I don't know if I want to be around someone who is only into cheese and fox. There's so much more to life. And I don't understand how you won't eat fruit with pesticides, but you'll just eat any cheese that comes your way? It's, it tastes earthy. I saw you drink a can of nacho cheese when we went to that Lakers game a month ago. That was all that was available for my dietary restrictions. Look, I get it if you know, you're against certain unnatural things being in your food, but you're inconsistent. Okay, so maybe you just shouldn't eat any food at all. Maybe you should try this cheese. Just, just a little, a little nibble, little nibble. You just, you're always judging my cheese, but you never really take into account why I might like this cheese. Maybe it's got a little. A little uh, crunchiness to it. Maybe it's got a little um, mold and it gives it a little funk. Uh, but you just look at me and you judge me. I do. And you judge the, my um, content that I consume and I'm just not happy. Okay. It's just the moment. I think I'm going to try the cheese. All right. I'll take some. Okay. Thank you for trying. I'll try. It's weird you brought your own cheese to this restaurant. Well, it's... Uh, in addition to there already being cheese in the pot. It's not the same. He gets it. He totally... He's getting it. I'm getting through to him, finally. You want to watch Tucker Carlson? <laughs> Blackout. 
Oh, he just got fired, so I guess we can't. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. Bummer. Man, well, I mean, for those characters, that's going to be a day ender <laughs> for sure. Um, also, shout out the melting pot. That's like, I don't, that doesn't exist outside of like San Diego, I don't think, right? I don't, I don't know. I went to yeah. one in San Diego. Yeah, the, the one in La Jolla, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that place. <laughs> ah, now I want to go. Right? So good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. I haven't had a good fondue in a minute here. More, we need to bring fondue back. Yeah. Tammy, are you with me on this? I'm 1,000% with you. When's the last time you fondued? Um, I... The last time I had fondued was when I think I was 16, went to the melting pot. That's the problem with this country, people. We're not fondueing enough. No, exactly. I personally call it fondue uh-huh. because it's just so much fun. <laughs> it's like you just put food on a stick and you dip it in something. Fondue just always reminds me of that one episode of New Girl where they like Nick's making the sauce. and oh. um, It's classic. So many fondue puns. <laughs> The world could be a better place. Could be. If just, you know, people could overcome their differences and sit down in front of a pot of melted cheese with an assortment of things to dip in it. I know I'd be happier. There'd be a revolution. Yeah, right. yeah. exactly. It's the end of all conflicts. <laughs> like a vat of cheese yeah. and one of like chocolate. Yeah. And maybe, maybe a caramel one as Ma- well. I could. Oh, now and that's. And the side of whipped cream homemade whipped cream <sighs> could, we're getting somewhere could there be a chocolate fountain it could be okay. the only issue is uh i don't want to clean that that's true that's true yeah it's that chocolate hardens you're done yeah <laughs> we my parents had one in the garage and oh we'd pull God. it out at like new year's uh-huh. and then the next morning it's like wait a second what have we done? Yeah, exactly. So, so I had a childhood marred by cleaning chocolate fountains. Sounds horrible. I'm, I'm it sorry. explains a lot about who, I, who I am today. Are you yeah, okay? For No. <laughs> no. All fountains trigger me. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tammy. Uh, thank you for playing those improv games with me tonight. Before we conclude this episode, I want to give you the opportunity. Are there any final words you want to leave us with? Of wisdom, of humor, of life? Uh, just a fun fact, you know, before we conclude tonight's episode, what are Tammy Allen's final words on improv for the podcast? I think more than anything, just to reiterate how grateful I am for this place and how much this half lit sign. (laughs) It's a sign that (laughs) no, this is just such a special place. Um, and has brought so much joy to my life and helped me as a person grow and work through so much. Um, I, I just cannot express how grateful I am for everyone. Absolutely. Well, um, thank you so much, Tammy Allen for coming on the show tonight. Uh, as always, uh, improv for the podcast, will be back next week with another episode. And uh, you can find us streaming on any platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you use Amazon Music, I'm sorry, but we're there. Uh, Or find us on YouTube. Check us out. See the fondue action live. (laughs) But uh, as always, until next week, we'll see you then. Improv for the podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans. Edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans. And finally, presented by Improv for the People. 
Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.